Hey guys, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Today you're joined by your hosts, Tara and Jack, for what is now episode number three of the Road to 2021 series. So we'll get straight into this episode, and Tara can kickstart it with saying how her week went. Yeah, so this last week has been a really, really good week, you know, just in terms of mindset, training, routine. The weather has just been beautiful here. I think that anyone who lives in Queensland, Australia can just agree that we are having some of the most gorgeous weather of the year. It's just clear blue skies and sunny days, you know, and it's pretty cool in the morning. I think it's supposed to get down to like seven degrees this weekend. So pretty chilly, man. So um, yeah, we're approaching winter, but man, it's just so beautiful outside. So going for lots of walks with the dogs every single day is really wonderful. But yeah, it's just been a really solid week. You know, I've been ever since, you know, our very first podcast, I think I'd mentioned that I'd started doing yoga that week and I've been very consistent with it. And I've been pretty much doing yoga every single morning for the past three weeks now. And boy, I am just hooked. It is just such an incredible way to just stretch out such an awesome form of active recovery. And it just puts me in such a good mental headspace for the rest of the day. So I'm absolutely loving it. And uh, I've been getting a lot of questions about it. So if anyone, you know, apps. Um, I'm using an app called Down Dog. It's currently free. I'm not sure if they're going to start charging people in May, but I know as of in April, it's currently free. But yeah, I feel good. You know, we're recording this today on April 29th, 2020. So as of today, I'm actually exactly two months post show. And I think that's pretty crazy because it just goes to show how quickly time flies. I can't believe it's been two whole months since I was on stage. But at this point, I can pretty confidently say that I think I'm 100% recovered from my show. You know, I feel really, really good in terms of where I am with my health, you know, in terms of where I am with my mentality, my energy levels, my training, you know, my uh, relationship with food everything you know sleep has never been better i just um i feel really really good right now so yeah in a good space and you know body composition wise i actually had a bit of a weight increase this past week so the week before i was weighing in on average at 60.4 kilograms but uh this past week my average weight was around 60.8 kilograms but The thing is, is that I feel really good, you know? And if my body wants to gain more weight at this point, right? I'm just gonna take it and I'm going to embrace it because it's directly correlated with me feeling my best, my health being optimal, you know? And also my training performance right now is through the roof, you know? Every single week, I'm just feeling significantly stronger than the week before. So I know that my weight gain is directly correlated with increases in training performance. And I'm really happy with how my body is looking right now. And I'm really happy with how I'm moving, how I'm feeling, just everything. So if my body wants to gain weight right now, I'll take it. That's fine. And I'm not even that much up, to be honest, from my stage weight, because when you think about it, right, I was for the IFBB show, I was on stage at 57.9 kilograms, I believe. And right now, you know, weighing in at 60.8 kilograms, that's not significantly higher. What's that like three kilograms or something? 
What? Yeah. You say 57? 57.9 to 60.8. Mm, almost yeah. three kilos. Almost. Yeah, so this is minuscule weight, man. If anything, I should probably, I don't know. I don't want to say I should be more aggressive with it because I think I've, I've bumped up my food a lot. I'm feeling good. And uh, yeah, I just feel recovered. I feel awesome. So yeah, this last week has been a good week. I feel like I'm in a good space mentally and physically. But Jack, what about you? How's your week? Yeah, my my week's been great as well. Uh, had a great run of training so far. And interestingly enough, my weight has jumped up as well. Not really sure why, because if anything, I'm doing a bit more activity than usual. And yeah, despite that, even despite lowering my macros, my weight still wants to be hovering around like the 92 kilo mark, which is about an increase by one kilo in the last month which is i mean it's kind of what i'm aiming for anyway so just a bit unexpected for it to happen so quickly and just like tiara my training performance is the best it's been in a long time um so again if the body weight's correlated with an increase in training performance then um, that's probably a win-win anyway and that's kind of was actually confirmed by some skin folds we took today so my skin folds uh, went down by almost a mil and my weight had increased by 0.7 kilos since last time and I mean the the degree of error with skin folds going down almost a mil like that it could have stayed the same or it could have been even increased very slightly oh I don't know I'm no, pretty no, good, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm just good claiming. at taking skin folds <laughs> We had to take no triplicate measures, so... Yeah, but I was going to say after that anyway, the fact that it's increased by almost a kilo, but it's decreased, like, it goes to show that something good has happened anyway. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the point of skin folds. It's very difficult to say, okay, I've gained, like, 1.6 kilos of muscle. It's more about, okay, the skin folds have decreased, but my body weight's increased, so that's a sign of potentially lean muscle gain. So, and it's about, that's why you need to take them so often as well. But yeah, other than that, my, my training has actually been going well. And probably the highlight from this past week is have been building up my squat this block. So this is week six of training, started week one at one to five kilos for around eight reps. And yesterday I did 140 for uh, seven reps. So that's a pretty big increase in a block. I would very, very rarely be increasing by that much strength. The only reason why is because I've been this strong before. So I'm just building back up to it again after uh, coming back from a bit of a hip injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know what you're capable of. And to be honest, like those squats looked great yesterday. That was epic to see you hit that 140 again. Yeah, it felt good. Thank you. And uh, yeah, the goal is to try and I would love to reach 150 for eight reps prior to beginning prep that would, mm-hmm. that would be a good goal oh i think that's definitely achievable you've got all the way out until october mm. heck you know alan would even say 180 <laughs> 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 oh man but uh but yeah i know like taking skin folds this morning that was awesome and like again it just goes to show that it's really really valuable to be able to track body composition in a variety of ways body composition change you know you don't want to just be limited to strictly just scale weight and progress photos. You know, skin folds are epic. And my skin folds, you know, the last time we took them was on the 2nd of April. And I think my average weight around then was around 59 kilograms. And across seven sites, I was around 50 mils. But now taking them this morning, you know, average body weight at 60.8 kilograms, my uh, skin folds were only up across seven sites by four mils. So it was up to 54 mils across everything. And 
I'm really, really happy with that, to be honest, considering that I've like, you know, that's almost two kilograms in weight gain, but four mils on skin folds across your entire body, man, that's minuscule, that's tiny. So mm. pers- I think that's an indication that I have already put on some lean muscle mass. And that's an area, you know, for discussion because people are always saying, you know, after a show, your body is not primed for putting on muscle, right? You are primed for putting on body fat. And yes, obviously to a sense that is correct, especially, I think that's more relevant for bodybuilders who get super duper lean. What do you say, Jack? Yeah, I think my point, I, yeah, I agree with that. It's very difficult to put on new muscle, but inevitably everyone's going to lose muscle in prep. So mm. gaining back lost muscle. Yeah is is i think possible in those early stages Mm -hmm. yeah certainly so perhaps i'm gaining back some lost muscle perhaps i'm gaining back some new muscle but plus you're gaining back lost muscle and you're leaner than when you had all that muscle before which is probably why you look different yeah that's that's one of the coolest things as well because we've been tracking skin folds now for a year and a half you know pretty much every single month i compared my skin folds to in prep when i was around that you know 60.8 61 kilogram mark and my skin folds were actually seven mils higher than what they are now so i think that is really cool but uh yeah i guess it's just that you know people say that you know after a show like some people say oh your muscles are like a sponge and that's the that's the best time to start putting on lean muscle mass when no physiologically your body wants to put on body fat first like that is the top priority but at the same time i would argue you know in the in the unique position that i'm in right now one i did not get as lean as brandon kempter or shezza cherry or something i was not a a lean freaking bodybuilder okay but I'd also say, you know, at two months post-show and being in the position I'm in... I think you use Brandon for every analogy Dude, on Brandon's this just epic, man. Brandon's like a bodybuilding god, okay? <laughs> He's a good example for a lot of things. But, you know, I would say that, you know, the, the last two months from stepping off stage, I haven't had a break from training. You know, I haven't had a break from, um, like, tracking my nutrition and everything. I, I'm very confident and proud of myself for doing a good reverse and getting right right onto a new plan and starting to improve. So, you know, being able to optimize everything with increasing my calories straight away, you know, like progressing in the gym every single session, every single week, you know, like just managing my stress, sleeping really well. I would argue that that is pretty much, you know, the ingredients that you need to put on some more lean muscle mass. So I, I don't know. I'm just saying, I think I've built some new muscle. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, I've definitely noticed it as well, particularly in the lower body around the gluteus and the gluteus and the hamstrings. <laughs> you checking me out, man? <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm really happy as well. I think my quads have significantly filled out, which just makes me so damn excited. And Honestly, I think this past season really like being canceled really is a blessing in disguise because I look at my quads now compared to like what I was actually going to step on stage with. And even though it's only like two months afterwards, right? I'm like, man, I'm actually really glad that I do have another year to really, really knuckle down and train these things and grow these things because I just want to step on stage with a much better set of quads, a much better set of legs, a much better bod, you know? (laughs) Yeah, the voice of every bodybuilder. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, but I, I'm excited. Training is going all right now. You know, I've we've got a good routine now. Yeah, we we've definitely adapted to the ISO life very well, and I think if anything, it might be more difficult for us to break this now when going back to the gym. So everyone's going to have to adapt back to normal life, mm-hmm. and I think some people have enjoyed the holiday at home and some people haven't as much so for us it's kind of like business as usual though yeah exactly so we actually recorded a podcast yesterday with kyle weber who you guys might know on instagram as the physique coach and he actually made this point in that bodybuilders have pretty much been the least affected by this because bodybuilders are kind of used to self-isolating you know (laughs) most of us they don't have a home gym yeah but i mean like you know most people stick to themselves they kind of do their own thing so like i wouldn't say we're necessarily the most social (laughs) butterflies on the planet (laughs) no but uh something else we added into our routine was uh having a meal together every week which we haven't done or have done very infrequently yeah jack and i have been together for almost four years and uh during that time we actually haven't shared that many meals together and i guess we're kind of a unique couple in that sense because the thing is jack and i are always together you know we've we've literally done like almost everything together the last four years haven't we (laughs) Especially the last six months or so. Yeah, yeah. The, well, yeah, living together. But man, going through like we were at uni together. We had the same job. We trained together. We're always around each other, man. So, <laughs> But it's also that, to, to say it a little bit deeper, like uh, we're not the sort of people to get. It kind of just be a random thing for us to do. Like other mm. couples, they that's enjoyment for them going out to dinner. But it's not really a way that we would celebrate being yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. You know, and a lot of other couples, they don't spend their time necessarily together. You know, they might both have different careers. They go off and do different things during the day. So it makes sense, you know, when people are home at night, a way to connect with someone else and share their company is to share a meal together. So I totally understand that. That's that's a very, very normal thing to do. But because we're always around each other, you know, and we are both very goal-driven, especially in our bodybuilding and nutrition endeavors, right? We kind of just eat different things, you know, and we'll, we'll generally eat at the same time each day. But like, yeah, I don't know. We sh- we share special time together in other ways than eating with each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's that's the thing though. And now that I've finished comp prep, and uh, Jack and I, you know, I'm no longer dieting, and neither Jack or I will be dieting, you know, until the end of this year. Now that we're finally living together, Jack had this great idea that we've now coined rest day roasts. <laughs> You've coined that, I think. <laughs> we we coined. I'll give you some credit for the coin. <laughs> Yeah, so it kind of says what it means or means what it says and that we uh, do a roast every Sunday now. So far, we have a streak of one week and (laughs) we have a streak of one whole chicken. Uh, Yes. (laughs) And yeah, we'll basically be choosing something to eat on that day. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. Yes, it should be exciting. (laughs) It should be fun, you know, and the thing is, I think that before we repeat anything, we have to try something new so we can do like roast turkey we can do ribs we can do salmon we can i I know burritos aren't a roast but we (laughs) we can make burritos or sushi basically just foods that tiara wouldn't usually eat (laughs) hey you wouldn't usually eat either when was the last time you ate half a chicken other than sunday (laughs) 
No, but Sunday was really fun. So yeah, we roasted a whole chicken and we filled our entire uh, oven with a bunch of potatoes and, you know, vegetables and actually sat down together and devoured this meal. And we ate the whole thing, man. Bodybuilding portion sizes. So... But what yeah. was even more important was spending the time together absolutely, and talking. Absolutely. <laughs> it was very special. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was fun. And I look forward to all of our rest day roasts in the future. We'll, um, we'll keep the social medias updated with whatever we are roasting. But the question is, Jack, will we track this meal? <laughs> I think some weeks I will, some weeks I won't. Uh, the last weekend when we did the roast, I didn't. And... My weight spiked quite a lot, even though I'd kind of planned for it. And yeah, to be honest, I don't really care that much if I do or don't. I mean, it'll it'll probably be more in line with my goals if I even just approximate it. But yeah, I have such a large room for error in terms of my nutrition just because I have a large daily calorie intake that doesn't really matter that much for me. Dude, and I reckon a thermic effect of food would have been through the roof after eating half a chicken each. Mm. Well, I did have some meat sweats, for sure. <laughs> you did, Jack's like, I need the fan. <laughs> <laughs> I was fine. I don't know. I could take it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think if we're eating four meals a day, seven days a week, out of, so it's at 28 meals, if we don't track one, you know, I think we're going to survive. I think mm. that's nice. I think it's healthy for us. So I think, um, it, yeah, I think it does depend on the individual. So for us, it'll probably be healthier to have some more normality and not track something as opposed to being so rigid, especially since the rigid rigidity is only going to increase uh, once we commence prep. Yeah. And I think that for both of us, given that it's usually harder for us to actually put on a significant amount of weight rather than lose weight. It might even work in our favor, you know? And I, it's safe to say we had an epic training session on Monday. So rest day roasts, man. They're, they're a good thing. I'm looking forward to the rest of them. <laughs> What's for this week? I want to have turkey. Okay, it's I'm tied between turkey, like turkey drumsticks or ribs. What are you feeling? I'm happy with either. I, yeah, I have very, very... I've had ribs once. Yep. We're and I've never have... had turkey drumsticks. Yeah. Oh, man. We're, we're going to have to get like some smoky barbecue sauce or something for the ribs. It's going to be good, guys. Stay updated. <laughs> uh, but, you know, on the topic of food, Jack and I thought that today we would actually, you know, quickly run through what a full day of eating would be for each of us. Because, you know, we do get asked this question a lot on social media, you know, like, do full days of eating, you know, and what do you eat? How do you make this? So, Jack, take the floor. I want to know what you eat in the most average day of the week. Okay, so, yeah, interestingly enough, it has changed a little bit. Um, one, because of the COVID situation, and two, just due to satiety, I've had to mix up some of my foods. Otherwise, especially breakfast, because otherwise I just feel sick at breakfast, and that's probably the toughest meal for me to eat, breakfast and lunch. The other two aren't as bad. And I think part of that is one, like in the morning, I've never really been a big breakfast eater. And two, lunch is usually quite difficult because by then I usually get a bit nervous for my training session and I don't particularly want to eat around there. So um, yes. Okay, so for breakfast, what I used to have was oats all the time and I still have a certain amount of oats at breakfast for fiber, but I also have like cornflakes and rice bubbles and I just mix that with like, uh, two pieces of fruit and some yogurt for protein. So it's kind of just a bowl of cereal mm -hmm. of three different cereals uh, with protein and fruit. And yeah, I, I did choose the cornflakes and rice bubbles again because they're low fiber, uh, very high carbohydrate. 
Oh, and I also add milk to that as well. And you add a buttload of cinnamon. It makes the house smell so good. <laughs> mm. And I also add uh, a source of um, like monounsaturated or polyunsaturated fat. So at the moment, I'm having linseeds, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, linseeds. Um, cool. So that's my I love my how I had to clarify <laughs> what you eat. <laughs> well, it's in Tierra's fancy container. So I just pour it in there and... <laughs> my recycled mocha kona coffee jar <laughs> uh, I'm, i get pretty fancy all right <laughs> and so lunch has been the same for a while because i tolerate it very well and uh, very digestible for me prior to training so that's just uh, two sandwiches of uh, avocado and chicken and i usually add some mustard on there as well and i also have two hot cross buns on the side as well mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm going to be quite sad when the hot cross buns go because they've been like a blessing in disguise. Dude, and they are always on sale. Is it mm. just me or does Woolworths always have hot cross bun sales? Like I never buy them, but I always, I'm always, my eyes are always like, wow, that's really cheap. <laughs> yeah, I bought about like six packets when we last went because I, I think next time we go there, there won't be any left. Oh. They'll, they'll be gone. Yeah. Might just switch back to raisin bread then. Yeah, our freezer is literally just full of frozen hot cross buns and like frozen Lebanese breads. And fruit. <laughs> and a lot of fruit. <laughs> Cool. So that's lunch. And I usually have breakfast at around 8am. Lunch will be, it's not really a lunch. It's more pre-workout because mm-hmm. it's more at like 10.30am. <laughs> and then train at around midday. And then post-workout will be at around 4 to 4.30. Mm-hmm. And that'll, that's been the same for a long time. But it's a bit different recently because I'm having to add like oats, flour, milk, mashed banana, a bit of olive oil just to make a cake. And it's not a protein cake because I don't add protein anymore. Because I find that in the off season, like, I mean, in prep, protein just enhances the flavor of everything because um, it's sweet. But in, in off season, I'm just not a fan of adding protein into my meals because it just kind of makes everything just taste like protein powder. And yeah, in the off season, I can eat much better tasting things than protein powder. But so. you still have pro- you still have a shake. I have a shake on the side, but I down that with the minimum amount of water possible. Shake on the side. <laughs> and yeah, I'll either have a protein shake or even just chicken um, with that. And dinner is, yeah, a lot of you are probably wondering like when I'm getting in my veggies, that's what dinner is for. Yeah, so I, that's by far my most voluminous meal purely because I get all my veggies in there and probably six to seven serves. And that's at the moment I've been having this like kangaroo bolognese where I have like uh, garlic, onion, mushrooms, zucchini, carrot, and yeah, basically just make that into a bolognese with kangaroo, some tin tomatoes, um, pasta sauce as well. And then I'll have either rice or pasta with that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's like a huge pan full of food. And yeah, some I don't even know how I finish that sometimes. Yeah, lots of peas and corn. Oh, and peas and corn, yeah. <laughs> cheese melted on there. Man, Jack eats this thing out of like our massive frying pan just with a spoon. I'm just like, wowee. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's amazing. It's it's really interesting how our meal timing has changed over the years. Yeah. Like, oh, it, God, yeah. Oh, it's crazy because, you know, Jack and I used to have breakfast. We've gone through different phases, but we probably always had breakfast around anywhere between and 7 to 9. used to, to wake nine. up a lot later. Yeah, so. anywhere between probably like 7 to 9 a.m. kind of thing. And we used to eat lunch at like 1.30. Mm. Now Jack is like, it's 10.30 in the morning, <laughs> got to eat lunch. And I'm like, 
what the flips like it's still the morning why are you eating lunch but that's the crazy thing is that like it makes sense right now because you know you are so satiated with your food that if you eat too close to training it negatively impacts your performance that's why there is that huge gap for you so you're reaching that like almost six hour gap Mm. if you're eating around four o'clock it's like and i i usually feel a lot better at around four Mm o'clock after i before i eat again because like i will uh, like i will definitely say that like the amount of food i have to eat on a on a regular basis it probably i would even go to say it's not even that good for my health like if i did this for 50 years it's probably not going to be that great yeah so touch on so all of that food combined what what does that equate to in terms of uh, macros and calories so lately i've been it's it's been the same for a while it's been around like 700 carb on my like less active day so like either a rest day or an upper body day and closer to 800 carb on a um, on a leg day. And if I do more steps, that'll mean I'll eat more carbs and 80 fats and around 275 protein. Yeah, so a lot of food there, man. Well, <laughs> boy, like it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, how you do adjust in terms of your diet just not only the meals but also just the meal timings for prep as Mm. well because boy i bet if you go five or six hours without food you're gonna be a bit hungry (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's uh it it is gonna be interesting in prep because like especially when i prepped last time i transitioned from eating a crap load of fat probably like 150 to 200 grams a day shot 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 shots (laughs) (laughs) whenever i think of jack taking olive oil shots that song always comes into my head (laughs) and i even started prep at 100 grams of fat last time which is crazy to think of the hell (laughs) and yes i yeah well you guys want to be the first to know how how it'll change yeah. for me in prep this might be a bit cynical but i'm actually looking forward to the day that i see jack a little bit hungry like not, i don't think i think you hangry, say that now when not, it happens you won't be hungry you won't be happy especially if you take the microwave from me man but <laughs> it's just been so long since i've actually seen jack show like a really big interest in food or like look at something and be like wow i'm so excited to eat this he's just like oh i gotta eat this kind of thing but um that'll be the day i'm, I'm actually looking forward to it so mm. should be good yeah and yeah last point is that i guess we both say that i always eat a lot of food and i eat a lot more than the average person but there's still people who eat a lot more than me I oh would say. of course yeah, yeah like when i'm not i don't want to come across as oh wow i eat a lot of food and um i'm really special but it's more of me just describing what I eat mm-hmm. because people are interested. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not patting myself on the back because trust me, I would rather <laughs> eat closer to like 400 carb and gain weight. Yeah, it's getting a bit extreme, that's for sure. And you know, some people might be surprised. They might be eating similar amounts of calories to Jack, you know, but they're just eating them in much more calorically dense foods. Like imagine if someone's drinking a bunch of soda pop during the day, you know, or having pastries and chocolate bars those really calorically dense things add up to thousands of calories. Yes, yeah, they do. And that's why people are overweight. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into your nutrition. It's My nutrition, man. All right, so, uh, so mine's like right now, again, I go through a lot of phases, but breakfast has always generally been the same. So for breakfast, I'll always have like a VPA egg white omelet. So that's just 
uh, VPA egg white powder and I blend that with water and then I spice that with like smoky paprika and rosemary and I'll I'll always have a different flavor of cheese on there and Jack gets <laughs> I don't know I'm like a cheese connoisseur so like I love strong flavored cheeses and whenever we go grocery shopping Jack's like where were you and I'm like oh I was looking at the cheese I've literally <laughs> done my whole shop in 10 minutes and then she's she has one item in her trolley and it's cheese <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll have to wait for her. <laughs> I love cheese. I love flavored cheese. Someone asked me once, they're like, what's your, uh, what's your favorite type of low fat cheese? And I was like, I don't buy low fat cheese, man. Like I buy the full fat stuff. Cause that's where the flavor is. And I'll just have like 10 just or melt some rubber on your food. If you just want low fat cheese, dude, man, low fat cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Just have a little bit less of the full fat cheese and you get the full flavor. But yeah, so I have a, an egg white omelet with melted cheese. Always. I love blue cheese. Oh my God. Jack hates the smell. <laughs> there was but, a phase though. You have to admit there were, I don't know what it was, but there was, I think a month or two months where the fridge stank like shit basically <laughs> it's just blue cheese man like you know the more it molds the better it is so. <laughs> anyway and then i'll usually have you know a bowl it's either like of oats with some cocoa powder or like some cream of wheat when there's actually wheat on the shelves at the supermarket and i'll usually top that with like macramike peanut butter and then I'll always have like, you know, a few servings of fruit on the side. So like right now I'm loving oranges and apples and plums and pears, really good stuff. So that's generally breakfast. And then lunch right now, I'm going through a Lebanese bread phase again, which I've gone through before. I make like pizzas with them. So I have two Lebanese breads and I layer that with just passata and just Italian herbs and some pepper and, um, some paprika and then right now i've been topping that with a runny egg and a bunch of this like seafood marinara stuff that i've actually discovered at woolworths too so i've been buying like all this seafood and i put that on my pizza um and then i have some more fruit so again like oranges apples pears plums bananas and then post-workout i generally always have uh, nice cream so that's just protein powder blended with you know some frozen fruit so like frozen pineapple frozen mango strawberries bananas and then i'll also have like a big thing of carbohydrates on the side it's right now oh, a big thing of carbohydrates big thing of carbs bro big big is that how you entered uh, in my fitness yes, house glucose one <laughs> bowl <laughs> Um, no, but right now I'm have, I've been having buckwheat because again, I'd usually have cream of wheat, but frick man, where the heck is the wheat? There's plain flour on the shelves now. Okay. So like plain white flour, but wholemeal flour. Okay. That has to go through less of a process compared to the white flour. So there's no excuse, dude. And I don't think that people are actually out there buying all of the wholemeal flour. So I don't know. I don't know if they've just stopped stocking it, but Anyway, that's my rant. I just want my cream of wheat back if you can't tell. <laughs> but I've started having buckwheat, which I love too. I do love buckwheat. So I have uh, about 100 grams of buckwheat groats and I just soak those in water for, about, uh, for a few hours. And then I blend that with a banana and I've been loving the VPA vegan protein. Like it's an amazing texture and oh, it's so smooth and cake. So I've been adding that to the buckwheat and banana and I blend that with some cinnamon and some water and I just microwave that. So I have that with a side of nice cream and 
It's freaking delicious, man. It's so good. And then dinner. You're still eating a lot of prep foods, though. And oh, I know. I just, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I love eating high volume foods. It just, it makes me feel good, and I love to eat. So, yeah, I, I have no shame. I don't know. I, 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 I feel good. I can train hard with a big meal in my belly. So if, if there's not a problem, don't fix it. But yeah, I love food. But yeah, uh, dinner, similar to Jack, that's when I eat all of my vegetables. So I'll either have a really big mixed salad or I'll have a, uh, a big stir, stir fry, fry, big stir fry with like a bunch of zucchini and eggplant and carrot, you know, and just a whole bunch of different vegetables in there. And again, I'll put passata in there, a bunch of chili, a bunch of garlic, lots of spice. And then as my protein source, I've been having high protein yogurt. I've discovered this new high protein yogurt uh, made by the Jalna brand. Um, and it's got pretty similar amounts of protein compared to Chobani. It's a bit higher in carbs, but you know, I'm on 375 grams of carbs right now. So wow. I want carbs. I know, man, <laughs> it's nothing compared to your 800, okay? But it's pretty high for me. Um, but you know, this new Jalna high protein yogurt, and it's like a kilogram, they sell it for like $5 on sale so good so I'll have that uh, around 230 grams of that and then for my fat source I will usually put um, like some mixed nuts on there so either some almonds or some walnuts and then again on the side if I need to just you know hit my carb targets I'll usually have another piece of fruit or two so maybe another apple or maybe another plum just to get me up to that 375 gram mark so that's pretty much my diet right now but I think that this is honestly like the best my diet's actually ever been. Obviously I've gone through a lot of phases, but I feel like right now, you know, I'm having a different grain source at every single meal. I'm getting seafood in every day. I'm getting poultry in. I'm getting in like, you know, full fat dairy, high, like high protein yogurt, lots of calcium, lots of vegetables. I'm eating like 10 to 12 pieces of fruit a day. Like I feel, I feel really good right now. And when I look at it, like I'm like, man, I am nourished. <laughs> I am getting those 30 different types of plants, probably not just across an entire week, but across maybe just an entire day. I feel really good. And I'll go to the fruit mark each week and I'll go a bit crazy and buy a lot of fruit. And Jack's like, how the heck is this going to fit in the fridge? <laughs> You're not using my shelf. And I'm like, oh. I get one out of four shelves. Okay. <laughs> But like, it's only, it's very temporary. Cause like, you know, as the days go on, if you take 10 pieces of fruit out every single day, the shelves slowly have more space. So yeah, but um, that's what I eat in a day. I, I feel really good right now. How do you feel on your diet? Yeah, I'd, I was gonna add the point that I am looking forward to prep when undoubtedly my, I'll, I'll slowly be eating less processed foods. I'll be back to having higher fiber again. Uh, more nutritious choices so I, I combined with weight loss and carrying less body fat I think I'll feel like probably all the way up until like maybe um, more minus the hunger I'll probably feel a lot healthier and a lot better I'll be able to yeah my heart, mm -hmm. heart rate won't go crazy high in training mm -hmm. which is partly I mean actually that hasn't been as bad recently because I've been doing more walking but definitely having less weight off eating more nutritious foods will, will be really nice but that's not to say that jack doesn't have a nutritious diet because yeah i have the I, I have more than enough nutritious foods it's just more 
I have you have less so much food. So like, life. let's say if we took away the processed food that you, I, I don't want to use the word have to eat, but generally you kind of have to eat it right now to achieve your goals. You know, if we took away, you know, the processed cereals and the ice creams and the hot cross buns and stuff, your diet would actually be a very healthy diet for an average person, probably just trying to maintain their body weight. Yeah. Yeah. It would be good. So yeah, it's pretty much what we eat in a day. And it changes all the time. Like, oh, and the dogs. We go through so many phases. Oh, what about the dogs? <laughs> <laughs> well, the dogs are probably getting um, triple or quadruple the amount of olive oil we're having. Oh, yes. And some <laughs> dog food as well. Yeah, dude, we have Mediterranean dogs. I swear to God. We, just, we give them dog food and we just lather it in extra virgin olive oil. But boy, do they have silky coats. And <laughs> they're very happy. They're very good at fetch. And <laughs> they always get jacks some leftover like the chicken broth when he mm. bakes a bunch of chicken so and the chicken itself lucky and dogs kangaroo as well. yeah boy they are they are nourished too you know yeah but that's good you know and uh boy i don't think many other things happen this week we oh we watched the entire harry potter series so that's something that i've never done before yeah i was trying to expand on tiara's uh childhood culture i guess somehow she managed to go through like 18 plus years without watching Harry Potter or reading Harry Potter. Yeah. No, no judgment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm in terms of the other film and TV content, we've started Westworld as well. Oh, Westworld, dude. It's, we've only watched two episodes, but I just like, cause we have a bedtime each night. So we're like, we got to go to bed. But like, if I was one of those people who binged watch Netflix or binged watch TV, we would have been done that by now. It's yeah. well, so good. Well, I've already finished good. it, but I'm yeah. rewatching it because I knew Tierra would like it. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, and um, we discovered how much our bar weighs. So we finally hopped on the scale and weighed our mystery bar. And it turns out that the bar plus the two like weight stoppers, it weighs 10.2 kilograms. So we, uh, we solved that mystery, which is good. That is good. Yeah. I'm glad we know that. <laughs> All right, Jack. So to finish off the podcast, one thing that you want to improve on this next coming week? Uh, so I want to improve on my recovery because I'll be deloading next week. So will you? Yeah. Oh, this is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll decide whether I'll deload or not. I think I will just because there are a few things popping up that are telling me to deload. So mm -hmm. I think I probably will, even though I probably won't feel like it, but I guess if I don't feel like it, but I know I should, then that's something I should improve on. So how do you improve your recovery? Cause right now I think you're pretty Zen, you know, your recovery is pretty damn good. <laughs> Well, I, that's the whole point of deloading. So oh. I just deload. Oh, okay. So your goal is to deload. Yes. Okay. And you? <laughs> My goal, uh, I want to set myself a goal to start posting on Instagram more and particularly start posting more food photos on my Instagram because, you know, actually doing food photography is actually a passion of mine. You know, I actually love creating really pretty meals and actually taking really nice photos and being more creative, you know, with all of the colors and, you know, the design and it actually is a passion of mine. And years ago, you know, on my Instagram, I had a hell of a lot more food photos than I had physique photos. It was mainly just food photos, but I don't know, man, I just lost the rhythm. I lost the consistency. I guess I can honestly say maybe I've just been lazy. I've just been slack, but I want to bring them back because I love actually, I love food photography and I'm here at home in isolation. I'm eating all the time, especially but if you love it and you're not doing it. Is that really lazy? Yes. Yeah. 
it is because it is a passion of mine i've just been slack you know you just you have to fall like you have to keep up that momentum i think anyone could say that anyone could say i love sharing content on social media you know and once you fall into that rhythm you know it's awesome you know but then once you fall off the wagon you don't necessarily lose your passion for it but i don't know it's, mm. it's hard you know but once you get back into it it's much easier to keep up the momentum but yeah, I want to start sharing a lot more food photography on Instagram, Try, trying to post just to start off with at least one food photo per week and just build my way up. But uh, yeah, that is my improvement season goal for this next coming week. So you should see a food photo from me. All right. I mark my word. <laughs> Great. All right. So I think that's the end of our third episode. Yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to tag myself, tag Tierra, tag the Bodybuilding Dietitians if you share it on your story. Also, if you are interested in any of our coaching content, then please head over to our website, www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com, which you can also find uh, in the description or in on our Instagrams. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week for our usual podcast and episode four of this. Perfect. All right. See you next week, guys. Bye.